Hello and welcome to the Sports Hour on Broodmake Live on Live FM. Great to have your company today. I uh, hope you're having a lovely afternoon. Last show of the year, uh, just before we go into Christmas and obviously New Year's. Uh, so uh, we've got a big show coming up, the last one for the year. And uh, we welcome a regular of the show, our resident philosopher, Charlie Gill. How are you going today, Charlie? Um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Quit my job yesterday, so I'm um, feeling pretty good about everything. Full-time radio host or radio guest now, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Good this to have my you new job. On. Yeah, good to have you on full-time rather than a part-timer. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, full steam ahead. Um, there's plenty to talk about today and, uh. We'll kick it off with uh, a little bit about the test match. Uh, have you yeah, met? what were your main thoughts from it? <laughs> That's a big <laughs> offload to me. Well, uh, yeah, look, <laughs> uh, India have just been bowled out for just under 250. So uh, that that's put Australia quite ahead of this game. Uh, first innings total of 240-odd isn't quite enough. But as you know, Mr. Charlie Gill, the pink ball uh, yeah. it does a little bit more. It swings a bit and it provides a bit of entertainment. So uh, anything could happen. And uh, right now I'm sitting here and I'm watching Joe Burns going out to bat. And he is a man under, I wouldn't say pressure, but he is a man that hasn't performed very well recently. So... Yeah, I saw an article um, about how he was out of form. Yes, yep. He hasn't scored many runs this season to date. Um, so it's going to be very interesting as I watch right now to see how he goes. Uh, and all, obviously, he's got his partner at the other end, Matthew Wade, the Hobart Hurricane superstar down at the, uh, the, the mighty Tasmania State. Uh, so it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how all that plays out. Now, what are your thoughts on the test match? And uh, can you tell us, you know, a little bit oh, about could... how you've seen it? I've just got a question. For, for a cricket, for a cricket, <laughs> for a cricket um, uh, like amateur such as myself, like someone that enjoys the game but doesn't know like all the details of it, is, is the reason the pink ball swings a bit just because it's a new ball and it comes in like it's a new ball when it comes in? Yeah, well... Is that why it swings a bit? There's obviously nothing spe- specific about the ball itself other than the fact that it's the new ball and other than the fact it's pink. Yeah, well, I think it's 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 more got to do with the conditions that it, playing it... You play, bowling with the ball at night time, um, for some reason, that sort of climate is different to 11 o'clock in yeah, the morning. True. So yeah, it's true. It's more the um the conditions and uh, yeah at night, and um that that's the best time to watch. And um, I'm sure you'll be finding yourself, you'll some way, shape, or form, you're going to be gravitating as not an ex- as not a a, uh, a super super keen follower of the game. You'll gravitate to that third session when uh, as the sun goes down, you'll find yourself somehow watching. <laughs> the game in that third session 
And uh, look, it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, and yeah, what 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 have you seen? What, what what's caught your eye? And are there any any queries you have about the game so far? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, who is favourite coming into the to the series? I don't actually know, but it, it's very likely that it would have been Australia because of the home ground advantage. And that's, that's always been a talking point in test cricket is the home ground advantage and the, the impact that it has on games. And, and look, a lot of people say that it favors the, the home team and it doesn't, it doesn't provide the most competitive, competitive match and a sort of fair match. And something I've heard uh, over the years is that the away team, the travelling team, choose what to do first, whether they bat or bowl, and you, you get rid of the coin toss. Um, that's one way of sort of helping out the travelling, the touring team. Uh, I think, that, I think that's, that's a big change to make. I'd go a little bit smaller than that. that that's changing a, f- a big aspect of the game. When, when you... When 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 a team can decide what they do first, that that can have a that can have a big impact on who wins the game. So, apparently, now I heard this stat last night. Um, that but it doesn't seem like that big a difference considering it's usually just a coin toss. So they usually have a fifty percent chance anyway. Yeah, no, but it's for example, if you get a really, you know, if you get a pitch that's got a lot of grass on it and it's going to do a bit, or if the conditions are favouring bowling and the sun's not out and it's raining a little bit or, you know, there's a lot of cloud cover, teams tend to bowl first in those conditions and they get lucky by that. And you don't get lucky, sorry. You you actually get the advantage of um, being able to bowl in those conditions. Um, So... Like 50% chance of first choice anyway and having that advantage. So it's like... Yeah, but no, the, the pitch... So whoever wins the toss, yes, the toss is 50-50 split. But whoever ends up ends up winning it, if the pitch is a really bad batting wicket, the bowling team can just, um, you know, dominate that first session and that, that can go a long way in the game. But what I was going to say is if they were to give the travelling team the choice of whether they bowl a bat first without a toy cost. Apparently there's a stat where Virat Kohli, he has won, he wins like a ridiculous amount of games in, oh no, this is what the stat was. He hasn't lost a game where he's won the toss um, in a long time. Pretty funny. He's had a few draws wow. and he's, he's, had a, he's had a lot of wins, but he hasn't lost a game where, he's, where he has won the toss. In, in a maybe and again, just speaking as an amateur, but it seems unbelievable that if, if he's got like such a great, like if he wins a coin toss, like he's like very high odds he's going to win the game. Then maybe they should have a different way of sort of choosing who gets first choice, other than just a random coin toss. Like maybe bring some sort of other aspect into it. Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas here, but like it seems that if there's such a good chance that. If it's like, say, I don't know what the percentage is, but if it's like a really good chance that 
um, India will win when Kohli wins the toin, to, coin toss. And, and then effectively, the game is just based off the coin toss. Like, you don't want well, that. Yeah, well, that's... Um, that, 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 look, I really liked your... Um, I really liked your, um, your suggestion there of they should find out a way of trying to sort of give the... the, the under- like, why don't they just do like a soup? They should do like a super over or something. And whoever gets more runs gets to choose. Yeah, look, I think uh, you're going to have to watch a little bit more cricket, Gilly. You're going <laughs> to be getting a lot of hate messages after this. <laughs> look, that's, that's, that's why it's good because I'm an outsider. I'm not, you know, like I'm just coming from outside the box, just like a clean slate, just giving out ideas, like not boxing by any sort of uh, preconceived notions of what it should be, just throwing out radical ideas that, yeah. Just might be the answer. No, it's very creative and we love it. And uh, this is what we're after. And it's brilliant. Um, but look, I liked your suggestion. They should have a way of trying to um, give sort of the underdogs a, like, so for example, you know, if, say if Sri Lanka were to tour Australia or Pakistan, now they're underdogs. So give them a little bit of a, you know, give them a bit of an advantage or support um, by, I don't know, potentially just, just you've got to find a way. But it, it's tough because you, it's, it's tough because you don't want to ruin the integrity of the game. But you also, you also you want to ensure that the game is even and entertaining. You don't want boring games of cricket where it's one-sided. I strongly disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, that's brilliant. Now, there are a few things you wanted to talk about in the AFL world. I I, uh, I heard rumours the other day that you have a few very strong opinions. <laughs> Who did you hear rumours about that from? Oh, a few I, sources. I have... Okay. Anonymous. Um... They wanted to stay anonymous. Yeah, fair enough. Strong. I'm trying to think of any strong opinions I've got. I think they're just going to bounce back to hurt me. Well, this is something I've stuck with for a while now, and it's just hurt me every time, but I'm just going to keep on going with it because I might as well. I'm this far in, which is that Essendon next year are not going to be as bad as what people say. Um, I called them the top four, I think, last season, and it just it was a really ambitious call. And I don't know if I truly believed it with all of my heart, but I do believe with all of my heart that their situation isn't that bad and, well, it's unlikely they can make finals next year. They could come close. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always rated them, and I've always, I've always, they've got a great list. They've got a lot of good players. Um, they've lost a couple of good players. For the last few years, I've really rated them. So well. I've, you know, I've definitely thought that, that they've had the potential. Um, so, I agree. I think that they, that they could do well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, Collingwood are a disaster. I think that they will cease existence <laughs> this time next year. Eddie's left and Eddie's Collingwood. Once Eddie goes, Collingwood goes. 
<laughs> I'm not surprised that um, you've you've come up with this for the seventh year in a row. Um, yeah, look, I think that the mighty magpies. Uh, I don't know what to say about them at the moment. I, 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 sadly, I'm I'm sort of feeling like the the mighty magpies are sort of transitioning out of a premiership um, window, um, and they're transitioning into sort of just mediocre middle middle of the table type stuff. Um, mm. And yeah, it's it, it's it's a bit of a shame, but I think like Essendon, they've got the potential, hundred percent of the way. They've got the potential. You all have to do is name a few names: Jordan Degoe, Scott Pendlebury, Steel Side Bottom, Jeremy Howe coming back, um, Brody Grundy. You've got a whole bunch of stars there, um, and. And Taylor Adams, of course. How can I miss the great man? I haven't missed him because I've said him. Um, there's a whole bunch of good players there. You got the mighty, 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 the American superstar giant, Mason Cox, who has just. He's not a superstar. He, he's not a superstar. <laughs> he is. He is. He's not a superstar. He's, he, he's connected with the land, he's travelled around the world, the country. <laughs> Connecting with all yeah. the local football community. He's, connect, he, he's connected with all that. He, yeah. He's done more in this game than most others. And he's going to watch out for his massive season. He is ready to take this right. competition by storm. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, did I know, I know that you, you cannot agree, disagree with that. We know that I, I Adrian Cox... Hang on, one more. We know Mason, to be honest, it's going to be exciting to see Mason Cox next year because it's the make or break. He's either going to do really well or he's going to just sort of stay the same and and not be the player he could end up being. So that's going to be interesting. I doubt that he's going um, to turn into Buddy Franklin, <laughs> but, but he might turn into his own. And that's Mason. I think that I think what he needs is a positional um, change, just no to sort of freshen way. up a bit. No, I think he could go back. I think he could go back into the sort of role um, currently taken up by um, uh, Noble, that small defender. <laughs> um, okay. I think that's what he needs to. Uh, no, nah, but seriously, I um, I um, that was a t- terrible joke, but um, I um, did love seeing him uh, against West Coast. Taking those marks, I was getting so hyped up for for Big Coxie, um, but yeah, if you say that he's connected with the land and his um his uh you know his home here at Australia, home here in Australia, um, and you think that next year could be his big year, then you know what I'll I'll trust you on that, and I'm expecting big things from him as well. He's yeah. Well, look, I'm telling you now. He's connected to local football communities. He knows what it means to people. He's playing for people. He knows what it means. And if you know what it means, it goes a long way in the game. Um, and I can see that with him 100% of the way. Um, now, I'm just trying to think. I think the Gold Coast Suns will have a good season. Um 
the Saints, the Saints are looking looking really good. I think. I I am I, I they look very promising in my opinion, um, especially. Uh, yeah, they, they just look very promising. Um, I'm trying just trying to think. Any other teams who you believe will rise up? Carlton. Carlton. Oh, look. I think oh, if I was, you know what? If they're going to win a premiership, let's be honest here. If they're going to win a premiership, they're going to do it in about three or four years. So if I was you, it depends what you're after in life as a Collingwood, as a Carlton supporter. But... Uh, Depends what I'm after in life. I'm after a premiership. If you're after a premiership, I'd be expecting a top four finish. And then you go in two years, no. 2022, you go. No, you're, you are just trying to make the expectations too high so that you can say that Carlton had a failed season. No, no, look, look, this look. Is this the is the thing. No, no, this is the thing. Let me finish. No, no, no. This is premiership, the thing. It's, it doesn't take. Premierships do take time. But they're, they're, exactly. they can win one. Now they're going to win it in, in, in about two or three years. Exactly. So next year, while I, I'm fully expecting or I, I'm fully wanting, and I think that it should definitely be the goal and that it, it will be um, like a failure if we don't make finals next year, it won't be a disaster. It won't be a disaster if we don't make finals next year. And I know people are going to say stuff like, oh, I'm... Um, uh, like just setting myself up for, you know, like it's an insurance policy, it's security. Um, if we don't make finals for me to be saying like, oh, it's fine if we don't, but no, it's uh, like, it's not going to be fine if we don't, but it's not a disaster. If we don't make finals, Teague's job will still stay safe unless we finish like bottom four. Um, like, but yeah, I think we should be making finals next year. And then the year after that, like going a bit deeper. And then um, the year after that, who knows, sort of like um, the, uh, Sort of like what St Kilda have done, you know. They've count, they've gone to the finals. They won a final, um, and now this year they're probably expecting, you know, maybe even to finish top four. Who knows? Yeah. Look, I, yeah. As I, you know what I, you know what I think there. Um, and it's going to be interesting. Look, there's a lot of promise uh, for the mighty Blues. The mighty Blues. Um, <laughs> it uh, it'll be it will be interesting. Um, but uh, Charlie, I think that wraps us up for today. It's been a pleasure, and I, I, I hear you have a song to um, lead us out on for the last ever show of 2020. Yeah, uh, to our viewers, uh, sorry, listeners. Um, look, thanks for sticking with us, and we appreciate you and your loyalty. And um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, this is song is called the Sports Hour theme song. So I'll start again.
Cheers to the great man, Charlie Gill. Well performed. And uh, thank you very much for that lovely send-off to 2020. And uh, good. we thank you once again, resident philosopher, for your wonderful service. And we thank you, Max, for, for this show that you've um, just you know, cultivated this whole year. I'm sure the listeners appreciate what you've done for them. This has been a tough year in COVID, but it's always been good on Friday afternoons slash evenings to get onto Brimbank Live, get onto Live FM and listen to you just just talk about everything that we're interested in. So from all our listeners, uh, on behalf of all our listeners, I thank you. And to the important, the ones and, the, the, you know, the, the legends of this show, the ones that keep it going, the listeners, the mighty listeners. And Charlie? And also Ralph. We gotta thank the great man Ralph Barber who puts together these wonderful shows and helps it tick along. We we send our big thank you to Ralph Barber from Live FM, uh, who does a terrific job. Uh, anyway, that wraps us out. Thank you, everyone, and have a great new year. See you, everyone. See you later.